Turn on the microphone. That's how you do it. This is how we do it. Mine's on now. Okay, good. What's up to all our sidekicks and henchmen out there in the Geek Nation? You're listening to Spoiler Alert. (laughs) (laughs) I'm your host. (laughs) We're black. (laughs) We're black. We're back. And we're back. You've never seen that. And we're back. You've never seen that uh, SNL skit? No. It's like radio DJs in the morning, like, and we're back. No. It's really. All right. Cut. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Noel. I'm your host, Johnny Destructo. With me this week is Noel. Hey. Uh, Mark can't be here, but he did recommend a book for us to read when I did it. I don't know if you did it, but I did it. But first, we're going to talk about an email. Emailio, emailio, emailios. Spoiler alert. Home Dad, Home Dad Smash, it's called. Are you really going to make me sweet dreams this email? Do I really have to jot down my missives in real time as I listen to the podcast? (laughs) No. I'm going to step back and hear what you have to say in the rest of your conversation. Right after I smash out these words of outrage. The Incredible Hulk Last Call. Haven't read it, probably won't. But I did read and still own Peter David's run, except for the Wolverine issue, which I sold at the height of McFarlane's popularity to a kid four years younger than I was for $80 American after badgering him with the fact that I was unjustly overcharging him and that the issue would likely lose value as soon as I handed it over. But he took it anyway. Then I heard about him selling it several months later for about $15. My greatest investment moment. If only he had offered it back to me. That spot still sits empty in my Hulk run, but I digress. From David's first issue, the entire run referenced a throwaway story from the 70s that suggested Banner had been abused as a child by his father. At that time, prevailing pop mental health thought had it that childhood abuse could lead to the development of multiple personality disorder. Since then, the premise and reality of MPD, as well as the term, have been pretty much chucked into the waste bin of psychotherapy. However, at the time, it sounded like some awesome grounded psychological motivation for a certain scientist with anger issues. The story of Banner having a split personality that gained physical manifestation after the gamma explosion became the background thrust of David's narrative, even weaving in the original Grey Hulk since personality never just cleanly bisect. Doc Samson had a heavy role too throughout throughout as Banner's psychotherapist as they worked toward eventually merging Banner, Hulk, and Mr. Fixit into Smart Hulk. After that story culminated in a big anniversary issue that was not wall-to-wall poetry and splash pages, the Pantheon was introduced and the book blah blah blahed its way to Boringtown. And, of course, being the only Hulk story with obvious pathos until that point in history, it served as the immature basis of Ang Lee's ponderous film. Or did you go on to reach that point in the podcast? Let me check. Unpause. 
pause again. Okay, my rant was still necessary. Well, necessary may be too strong a word. But Noel, putting a pin in the psychological issues of Bruce Banner by showing a voice slash Hulk in his head in this book after slowly drawing them out of hiding back in David's long run, is nowhere near as overt and obvious as declaring that with great power comes great responsibility every five pages for 50 years. Hulk's multiple personality disorder was handled with nuance in the series, so this over-the-shoulder pre-gamma presence of Grey Hulk instead of a disembodied voice that you criticized is shorthand for the reader to recognize who is in Banner's head. Unfortunately, subtlety in a follow-up to a 30-year-old story will just be lost on anyone unfamiliar with the source material, and publishers don't have the patience to do right by the old stuff. Mm -hmm. And yes, I get it. Storytelling and pacing and humor and emotion have changed since the 80s, but it continually changes throughout history. Scenes of action required awkward humor to undercut the excessive cartoon violence depicted in 80s action movies, and that bled into all other popular culture, including comic book action, which was not yet dripping with over-the-top explosive viscera. I'm looking at you, Invincible. It's important to keep a sense of context when viewing or reading older works or even older people. And this gets to people's recoiling from depictions of race, sexuality, and gender representations from the past, especially where those representations showed massive progress for the time. Just because one's sensibilities don't interweave with an older generations does not mean that their sensibilities are malicious, at least not all the time. Wait, wait, wait. Do you want to take a break? My arms are getting heavy just from holding up the phone reading this email. Well, um... I mean, we can comment on most of it at this point. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I, I, I guess I was, was I mis, being misread, in his response. Like, I, I understand that it's supposed to be of a time. Also, too, I don't think we were very harsh on on the story of it. Just the execution of it felt mm. dated, and because it felt dated, and we knew why it felt dated. It wasn't that enjoyable to read. Now, if I had 30 years worth of experience with it, maybe yeah. I would have a different perspective. Yeah, yeah. Also, too, um, the shorthand with him being the Hulk behind it, I was questioning the timeline of the story itself. Not that I got the metaphor. I just didn't know that in that run, the quote-unquote Hulk existed in his head as a picture of the Hulk, hmm. which was, I think, a valid question. Yeah. You're wrong. Ha <laughs> ha! And I, I'm glad you loved it. Oh, he continues. <laughs> and continuing on with my stream of podcast comments, JD, the seminal Amazing Spider-Man run that you were thinking of is not Demetrius and McFarlane. It is Michelini and McFarlane. Unless you meant Craven's Last Hunt by Demetrius and Zek, question mark. No, you're right. I meant um, uh, Michelini. Yeah. And finally, no deceased isn't in continuity. Enough, Bug. We know you hate alternate slash what-if slash imaginary stories with no consequences. We know. But all stories have no consequences except for what we project onto them. Uh, one should not have to burn one's story ideas just because it doesn't fit into someone else's story idea. The other person's idea is not more valid than yours simply because that person's story was thought up and published first. Mm -hmm. Is Dark Knight Returns worthless? before Miller went on to retroactively make it so, because it is a future story that might not happen? Was Watchmen inconsequential until Jeff Johns started folding it into the DCU proper? 
Get off your high horse about continuity. Comics are about storytelling, not telling only a particular agreed-upon story nestled in between a set of bookends on a defined section of shelf and unable to ever expand beyond those confines. And what continuity is the right one if Marvel and DC keep resetting and reviving theirs? Mm-hmm. That's a very good point. Absolutely. Uh, there's no such thing as continuity anymore. It's just whatever's in your head canon. What is it uh, iFanboy says? Nothing makes sense. Nothing matters. Oh, that's they? how you should approach comic books. Nice. Nothing makes sense. Nothing matters. Just enjoy. When Vertigo split from the main DCU, dragging Swamp Thing and John Constantine out of continuity, did that invalidate those stories? When Marvel absorbed the new uniform, new universe, did that make these those stories good? The Home Dad Abroad. When the Holy Ghostbusters shit. came out with ladies, did that mean every copy of your movie was burned <laughs> and taken off shelves? No. I mean, I burned them. <laughs> I, yeah, I did too. I, I wanted to. Yeah. I wanted Melissa McCarthy to take over. Um, um, wow. I. Well, you know what? I'm. I'm. Home Dad. The only thing that you did not mention in that short-ish email <laughs> what? Um, was how did you feel about the um, suicide montage page? Ah. Because that was that was a larger part of our conversation about how understandable the exec- or like the understandable part of the story, what they were trying to convey, but just the execution of it felt. Off. And this is a perfect example, I think, of what you were trying to talk about or what you were trying to get to where the context of when it occurred with who is doing it, like the time, even if it's dated or not. This is today. And even though they were going for something like that, do you, do you feel it hit, missed the mark or we don't talk about it or we didn't understand? What do you think? <sighs> I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm already exhausted. <laughs> like the show's over. I just... Reading right. that email took a lot out of me. We'll um, see you guys later. Yep. <laughs> um, but no, I agree about continuity. There's there's so much continuity and none of it makes sense anymore. Just yeah. No, it's always just like a race to the next finish line, and then there's yeah. a finish line right after that. Mm-hmm. So when when these earth shattering and I say that with air quotes events happen, they're just fun. And yeah. then whatever changes happen after that. So like War of the Realms, I'm sure they're gonna like kill Thor again or some shit. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Do it. Let's see what happens after that. Like, it's just, it's all cyclical and it's fun. That's why we read it. Yeah, that's definitely something you have to come to terms with as a comic book reader at some point in your life. Yeah, I, I think I I was just about to reread Infinite Crisis again. Mm. And it's like, it technically doesn't matter three times over since it came out. Yeah. I still wanted to still read it. Good. Still good. I liked it a lot. Yeah, yeah I love that story. Just relax about that shit. Uh, we have another email from Pink Apocalypse. Hey yo. Oh. And it's only two paragraphs. Doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys. Mark made a comment about the best story ever told for the Hulk, which led me to thinking. Out of the metric tons of comics I've read in my life, my experience has been very haphazard over the years. I've read only a few complete runs for a few characters, Marvel and DC. Everything else has been random from silver to modern age, giving me weird blind spots as well as eclectic expertise. If each of you guys were to recommend a single, complete, trade-collected story for a character of your choice, what would it be? Pick a character and tell me what story trade, and I'll go by and read it. Chances are I haven't given my weird mixed bag history. Let's go with Marvel this week. Oh, it's a multi-week question. Oh, I like this. I'm so happy right now. Oh, Pink. Thank you, Pink. Uh, So this is obvious. Obviously, these are they're they're characters, but they're also licensed properties. So there's no such thing really as a 
complete run. However, I'm assuming she's talking about like one writer's opus or one uh, creative team's kind of I also think story. she means one trade. I don't think she wants to go buy all of Peter David's Hulk run, yeah. all, all like 13 volumes of it, which are all out of print. And on Amazon for hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Yeah. I got a customer who's looking for it. And I'm like, oh, sorry, bud. Um, all right, let's start. Let's start with Hulk. I'm going to go World War Hulk. No, 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 no. Wait, are we? What's his name? You, is that, that's your choice for Marvel, though? No, no, are no. Are we World War... Hulk? No, I'm just, I'm going to say let's do a couple characters real quick. Okay. Let's fire him off, baby. Okay. I was saying for, because um, and um, I read a Hulk issue this week and I really liked it. Hulk's on my brain. And for the Hulk, I would say Planet Hulk. Yeah, I was gonna say World War Hulk. Really? No, 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 no. Planet no. Hulk. No. Um, Pl- for I'm I'm like cheating, looking yeah. at my shelf. Oh yeah, great. For um, why is that cheating? Because it's it's a reminder. Uh, X Men. I would say you could just pick up the first chunk of Astonishing X Men. Joss Whedon. Yep. There's many Astonishing X Men's. Joss Whedon. You mean the Joss Whedon's the first twenty four issues of two volumes, I believe. Yeah. The first two volumes or twenty four issues. I think it's twenty four issues. It's it's, yeah. it's like two or three trades. It's like two yeah. major arcs. Yeah. Um, Captain America. I would say the death and return of Brubaker's run. Oh. Yeah. Like, that's a that's that, a that's a real long one. The yeah. first twenty issues of that is just amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's just so tasty. Um, Spider-Man, believe it or not, for me, and I don't even know if it's in print right now, but Mark Miller did a really good 12 issues, I think. And it was, at the time, it was called Marvel Knights Spider-Man. And since then, I don't think it's called Marvel Knights Spider-Man anymore. There was a trade paperback that was called Spider-Man by Mark Miller. Um, one of the names for it is Down Among the Dead Men. I remember that. Yeah, that one I liked a lot. It was, um, I remember... I remember the art for that almost more than the story. Well, like the that's Dodsons when they, and Frank Cho. Like a black and red costume for a good chunk of it. Did At they? least the covers. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, what else? I w- I'm a very giant fan of the first bit of Fraction's Invincible Iron Man run. Those first 19 issues where he literally deconstructs Tony in like a Char- or a Flowers for Algernon kind of way where he's becoming less advanced or you know quote unquote dumber and having to downgrade suits the whole time that's my favorite iron man too. so incredibly good who wrote that matt fraction that was fraction yeah yeah someone had stolen something or yeah, it, it well it happened i don't remember I why he does that it starts after secret invasion but then or or before secret invasion and interweaves through dark rain where it's it's um oh hammer. right right Osborne, Norman Osborne, Osborne and Hammer. But even though there's like it's in the backdrop of all these like larger comic booky things, mm-hmm. it's such a perfect deconstruction of Tony Stark. Yeah, and it's so fun to read. That was I remember really liking that. Yeah, I, I remember yeah. being You're like, right. I don't know if he's going to survive this, and it was great. Nice. Um, all right. Oh, so, Abnett and Landing's Guardians of the Galaxy. I've heard really good things about that as well. I haven't that's read really it, good. but again, that's a bunch of trade paperbacks. All right. Yeah. We've given you too much. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Pink. All right. Thank you so much for writing in. Appreciate it. I love Oh, that's a good question, too. I like a good question. DC next week. We have a week to think about it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, All right. What do you want to start with, Noel? We got a Uh, stack of books here. Dealer's choice, man. All right. Silver Surfer Black, because it's the one I just read, and it's on top of the stack. From Donnie Cates and Trad Moore. Donnie Cates, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast. I feel like I may have. He is a writer that is getting more and more onto my radar. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I, he's one of those guys that I just never really paid that much attention to. And then I read Thanos wins, which is a trade paperback. It's a nice little one and done trade. And it was awesome. So that's what that was my bridge into Donny Cates's writing. I thought it was big and wonderful and fun and bombastic. And then I, I've read some of his Venom stuff, which I actually quite like a lot. And then what else is he writing? Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. So that leads us into Silver Surfer Black, which is a mini series. And the other thing that got my hopes up was Trad Moore's art, uh, who I've I've liked ever since Justin Jordan's Luther, Luther Strode, Strode trilogy. And uh, the the Ghost Rider when they rebooted Ghost Rider as Jamie the new kid, Reyes, right? yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, I was very excited about this. I was looking forward to it. Silver Surfer himself, not a character I've ever cared about. There's Ditto. never been a story that I've read of his and gone like, wow. Uh, he he's in the same tier as the Punisher with me, where he doesn't carry his own book for me, but yep. when he shows up in certain things, it's just like perfect and great. And yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He showed up in Thanos wins, and it was great, and it was great. Yeah. So, um, and the other thing about this character is ever since his inception, it's been a lot of poetic, Mm -hmm. uh, philosophical monologuing, Yeah, which also doesn't speak to me as a reader. So that is true to this book as well. Uh, it's very flowery. It's very morose. I feel like I should be playing Morrissey while listening to it. (laughs) Um, but by the end of it, I also, the other problem is I feel like some of the art from Trad Moore is so crazy and so psychedelic that it's a little hard to follow. Mm-hmm. But that being said, by the end of it, when a character shows up that I'm kind of curious about, I was like, oh, all right. I'm interested. Yeah. So it um, Donny Cates showed up on my radar uh like inconsequentially, I think I I tried the first issue of Death of the Inhumans. His oh, is that him? Yeah, you were saying that that was great. Yeah, and I just I fell in, like a bunch of characters I did not care about. Fell in love with it. Really enjoyed it. It petered a little wow. bit at the end, but then I just kind of kept giving his stuff a try. Yeah, and it just always kept being fun, more and more fun. Oh, and now it's coming to it's it's becoming more clear that. He's got some sort of weird grand plan mm-hmm. with all of these disparate books that he's been writing, mm-hmm. which is always fun. Yeah. You know, like that's that's uh, old school Bendis-y shit where yeah. it's just like, well, I seeded this five years ago in a separate book altogether. Yeah. 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 Um, which is always awesome. That's what makes comics fun. And not only that, I'd say one step beyond that that I'm really appreciating is that he has taken another writer's work and he has gone, hey, you know what? My stuff ties into that thing that yeah. you did a couple years ago. Enjoy this. Yeah, he literally with, uh, took um, Jason Aaron's Thor run yep. and made it canon for Venom's origin. What? I know. That's just so ridiculous. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, but that's, I'm into it. That's Jeff Johnsy shit, too, yeah. where you just like take somebody's you know other work and just like completely repurpose it. Yep. Um, I really dug this. I It took me a couple of pages to kind of get used to the art style, because I really do like Tradmore. Um, but then I realized... 90% of this takes place in a black hole. Yeah. So it's trippy as hell anyway. Yeah. And p- the people's dimensions themselves change from panel to panel. So it, it does it does require a little bit of extra work on the reader because the narration is not really giving you a play-by-play. Mm-hmm. It's giving you like a tangential kind of like story or spoken word, mm-hmm. almost like reciting a cave painting and all of this craziness is happening on the outside of it. It's really cool. I liked this a lot. Cool. Um 
how it ends is intriguing. It's not like a click for me where woo. It's just more like a ah, oh, okay. All I right, mean, let's see you try and land this. Yeah, yeah. Ditto. So I'm definitely going to be on board for the next issue. Ditto. Put it yeah. on my pool list. I'm a do. I think it already is. Um, well, that was a nice quick review. Look at that. Bla- blaring through it. <laughs> uh, let's see on the Marvel tip, son. Spider-Man Life Story number four, the 90s, mm-hmm. by Chip Zdarsky and Mark Bagley. And we have an, I like the plump Peter Parker, the middle-aged, dumpy Peter Parker on the cover. Late I, 40s love, I love the covers for all of this, all of this series. Oh, yeah. This would have been these a are perfect. a lot of fun. These these they remind me of the um Spider-Man Blue. Mm-hmm. covers where it was just like a really really good use of of full color bleed negative space yep really really awesome my favorite one is actually coming up next month uh for the issue the 2000s how many issues is it supposed to be five or six do you know it's six so it's going to end in the 2010s yeah he's going to be 60s he's going to be in his so mid old. to early 60s yeah um so anyway we're yeah uh we're back in 1995 mm-hmm. and doc ock is just Attacking Crawling his old bones around. Attacking who? Ben Riley. That's right. Yeah, Ben Riley. So we were talking about this last time. There was a clone thing that happened, and then the clone goes off with Gwen Stacy, who's also a clone, and then real Peter Parker gets with Mary Jane, and then their marriage goes to Kaputz, and they, she takes the kids to, I don't know, somewhere up upstate New York, let's say. Where'd, where'd they go? Canada? Somewhere upstate. North. And um, we were wondering... What's the big event? Because each one of these books seems to take place um, in the decade and then takes tidbits from whatever big story happened yeah. in that it's decade. A, it's, this is a, a very wild kind of revisionist history going in real time. Yeah. So what was it? Secret Wars was the last issue that like kind of touched on what event. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the issue before that, though, it was... I don't remember. I don't think it hit on anything specifically. Well, there was also kind of- the clone, the original clone saga. In the 70s. 70s, right? Yeah. So um, I was saying, well, I guess the big thing for Spidey in the 90s, though, was the second clone saga, like the real big clone saga Mm -hmm. that took way too long Mm -hmm. and was frustrating for everybody. Mm -hmm. And lo and behold. He does it. He does it. (laughs) Clones back. And uh, the whole thing of like, well, you are the real clone yeah. and the peter parker ben riley was was the real peter parker all along but you're the clone and then by the end uh i like the scene with him confronting norman osborne who's old as fuck and is like i know that, that i'm I'm really spidey like that's that was faked yeah. so they, i kind of um, like that too he, he um he takes the most contentious part of the clone saga or at least like you know like in forums about how it just jumped the shark yeah you're not the clone and these stories you've been reading for years have not been peter parker yeah, what? Yeah. and he just swerves right into it yeah <laughs> and essentially in the story gives late for mid to late 40s peter parker the opportunity to go live a normal life mm-hmm. he's like and he takes it yeah i think that's great he's like peace where's this gonna go next he's gonna raise his kids with mary jane because she immediately lets me brings him back in uh i like that he's like basically just gives uh ben riley a google sheet of info of like yeah. uh he, here's what my life is here's my friends uh here's my favorite pizza place i guess i don't know his, <laughs> his binders of women just yeah. gives it to him. oh yeah he's he's a he's in a uh, a unprofessional tryst with Jessica Jones. Tony Stark has right. never been Iron Man, and he's just a nat. Or no, I'm sorry. Iron Man is his bodyguard, bodyguard. Mm-hmm. and he's uh, still an arms dealer. Like it's this is just such a weird 
fun alternate history. Yep. And I'm sure that Mark loves it. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's alternate. It's um, fun. It's yeah, really, no, really this fun. is a bucket of fun. I love yeah. this story. And I, I I definitely see them doing this with other characters. Captain yeah. America Life Story. This uh, is like a really fun, um, like a almost like a, a graduate school writing st- or uh, experiment or, mm-hmm. or uh, assignment where you take something um, that was either well-known, beloved, and or consistent and then just kind of swerve it to the left or the right, tell it in a different way. And this is mm-hmm. really, really fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is this going to be the, the new The End series? Captain America Life Story. Exactly. Daredevil Life Story. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. But uh, anyway, yeah, I think it's great. Um, Let's stay on the Spider-Man. On the, on the Spidey-Man tip. Amazing Spider-Man number 23, legacy issue number 824. God, I love that. Uh, <laughs> by Nick Spencer and Ryan Otley. It's the hunted epilogue. So uh, basically, correct me if I'm wrong. Long story short. No. Yeah. We had a Craven the Hunter. He killed himself. Yeah. And then he was buried and he was dead. And then he had some, he had a family and then the family resurrected him. And then because it was voodoo, the only thing that could kill him again would be the spider. Yeah. And then he became Spider-Man and had his son murder him because he was Spider-Man. And he killed his real family in the middle of all that. And then had 24 clone children who all killed each, each other, other in like and then a he's battle got royale one more, situation. Yeah, he's got one more of those the last that's one, left. The winner. Yeah, who's a, who's a clone of him. And then that's the one that he, that, he had kill him dressed and he, as the spider. And he and he, he makes himself look exactly like Craven. And the, his name is issue. Craven. Yeah. And uh, so now it's there's just Craven without being Craven. We've rebooted Craven. Jesus. With none of his life lessons. Uh, and nothing happened in this issue. Thank you. Right? Well, I mean, there's that reveal like, at the end. It's just... This is... This is this feels like a free comic book day issue where it just kind of sets up other stuff and just epilogues other stuff and nothing really of consequence happens. I like that the chameleon shows up at, at Sergei's... Um, and I forgot all about the, the, the fact that they're half-brothers. Exactly. Exactly. I had to, like, I, wiki it. Like, and when he showed up... Again? Oh, no. All I had to do was see him again and go, oh, right, the chameleon. I totally forgot about that guy. Yeah. Um, uh, Otley draws him creepy AF. Yeah, he's. It looks like you know that is Jim Carrey, with as the mask. I mean, if I was taking acid and looked at Jim Carrey smiling at me, yeah, sure, yeah. Then he looks like the looks chameleon. Like. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I was taking acid again. That's the only thing that like over it excites me about this is like, oh, the chameleon's back. That's kind of cool. I'll check that out. But the rest of this yeah. was just well, we killed off Craven, but here's Craven. Well, they also reminded you about this bug character right what the that, f- i don't what know is what that going thing on? is we don't know yet but he, apparently he's been behind everything in spencer's run thus far and he loves he loves peter he's trying to protect peter well he wants to protect he wants to teach peter a lesson hang on you it's always you pete when she dies it will be because of you just like all the others and then we'll finally be alone together and he's like a little bug well i mean he sees through all the bugs maybe right. he's made of all bugs and th- is this a know. different character than the one there's like there seemed to be a demon or something, a devil, that was dealing with Mysterio because Mysterio killed himself. That's the same. And that, that's the same character. Yeah, that this like bandaged up Bug boogie guy. boogie boogie Dude. boogie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, so yeah, it's just I don't know. It's I'm in on the run. It's just this is a really boring issue. Yeah, and I, I think 
I was excited about Hunted through most of it, and then just the end of it has, and specifically this issue has left me even colder on it than I was last issue. Yeah, this is a filler. Let's just get into it. Yeah. Like, come on. And also, you've you've accomplished nothing. There's nothing here except there's another Craven, but it's still Craven. He looks exactly the same. I feel like. Do you know what I mean? Is like, am I crazy? That just well, seems yeah. like um, when we talked about the last issue. Why uh, do this? When we talked about the last issue, I was just like, you know what I. Spencer's always been the kind of writer who, hey, I'm going to play with all the toys, but they're always going to go back to where they were. Yeah. So I knew that like, it was already implied at the end of the last issue that this clone son of Craven is going to become the next one. I didn't immediately need an epilogue issue that completely spells that out for me with a note from his father and getting a haircut. Like yeah. This is this is treading water. I, I got care. it from the last one. Yeah, you know he's going to be the next Craven. The only page that matters in this entire effing book. There's like two pages that matter. It's... It's a chameleon at the end, and then, hey, that little bug is watching us still. Yeah, That's it. exactly. What a bummer. Oh, are we done with Marvel stuff? No, we're, no, done with Marvel. No, we're not done because Immortal Hulk 19. So Mark underscore L underscore Miller had said, hey, guys, uh, I'm really digging this Immortal Hulk book. Y'all should read it. So I grabbed the first three trades to read and then ran out of time. So then I just read 18 and 19, which are the, the two most recent issues, and it's the beginning of the Abomination story arc. So I haven't read it yet. So for the, your entire review, I'm going to do this. Is this bothering? It's going great. I can just turn off your microphone. Um, <laughs> so this book is fun. So I read a, the first couple of issues of Immortal Hulk, and I was like, oh, it's like a horror story. This is really, really cool. I'm really enjoying this. And I know time and time again, I have said the Hulk is not a character that needs his own book for me. Mm-hmm. But this is a really fun take. And every issue, they seem to be doing something kind of cool and interesting. So um, basically, we've got the Abomination, and he's back. And he seems to be an amalgamation of Bronsky, Bronsky, no, Blonsky, Blonsky, Blonsky. Emil Blonsky, and Rick Jones. Because Rick Jones was a bomb. I even read this, and I'm yeah, Rick Jones was a bomb. Yeah, which I didn't like. I didn't like any of that stuff. So all of Jeff Loeb's run, yeah, Red no, Hulk I'd, and a bomb, and that was yeah, I did Lady not. Lady Red and exactly. Okay. And then did you know that this? Um, I'm pointing to this giant red woman with wings and bird feet is that's betty brant betty um ross betty ross i mean i do now yeah well because she was a red hulk red, a red she hulk yeah, she one was point. red she hulk and harpy i'm gonna i'm definitely gonna read this i've heard nothing but awesome things about how this is they've essentially taken the hulk and made it a legit horror book and i love that idea this is gross <laughs> I, i'm showing him showing pa- pages, pages. It's disgusting and i want to read it it's so gross this is like Super body horror. Nice. I did like you do not give children this, this book. Hulk via Cronenberg. Yeah, super nice. for for real. Look at um. So basically, when um when he shows back up, the abomination, he doesn't. He's not just like a big green muscle guy. He he has a a face made of fingers, like finger teeth, mm-hmm. and then inside the finger teeth are Blonsky and Rick Jones. what (laughs) and it spits acid speaking of cronenberg it spits acid a la you know brundlefly look how gross this is so um i I know it this is difficult uh because it's a audio podcast and you can't see any of the things i'm showing noel but uh (laughs) trust me it's super gross if you like horror stories and you have any interest in the hulk uh i would say definitely check this out 
And of course, we've got Bruce Banner, and he's trying to catalog all of the different Hulks that are inside him right now. So he's working on that because uh, it looks like the Mr. Fix-It is back as well. And he seems to be able to take over Banner's body without be- hulking out, without being big mm-hmm. and gray. Because Banner, at the beginning of this, has lost eight days, and he comes to, and he's in a limousine wearing a really nice suit, and he has a mustache. Um, so he's like, what? Uh, That's quick facial growth. Eight days? Eight days? Yeah. A full mustache in eight days? He's gamma irradiated. He's got super stash powers, dog. Oh, uh, do you know nothing about the Hulk? Thunderbolt Ross. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, it's super gross and it's super fun, and I would highly recommend this book. Who's who's writing this again? Um, Al Ewing. Nice. Who's another guy who I've tried book after book after book, first mm-hmm. issue after first issue after first issue, and he's never grabbed me. This is the first Al Ewing book where I'm like, shit, this is really good. Nice. Yeah. So definitely check it out. Um, all right, so now we're done with the Marvel tip. Batman Who Laughs, number six, by Scott Snyder, with art by Jock. Now, Noel. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like maybe I'm misremembering, but you don't like this book very much, do you? Um, I, I feel like that's a gross exaggeration. I mean, you know what? Actually, it's not a gross exaggeration. It's a misrepresentation of my ongoing issues with how Batman is kind of all over the map do you mean from book to book from book to book or do you mean just in this series well both (laughs) from book to book even under the same writer Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then within this series i get that continuity doesn't matter i get that everyone is telling a different story i get all that but this is at the first couple issues of this was so disjointed that it became a chore to read you know speaking of a chore to read do you know what is a chore to read? Hmm. A red dark, red? dark gray uh, word bubble yeah. with dark red writing. Yeah, they were doing that shit during um, metal with. What I think it was the red death. hell? It was red, red word bubble with like white text and that really dark background, and you're like, I, I like this is a usability nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> it was really hard to read. Yeah. Either way. Um, so what's happening this this is the sixth issue. They extended it to seven issues. Thank I God. Guess, I guess now it's also it was revealed halfway through the the run of it that it's leading into uh the new Batman Superman series and the year of the villain mm-hmm. Hutzpah. And I I just can't I, I it, Okay, this was fine. I enjoyed it. It was okay. You know why? Because six issues in Things are happening now? Yeah. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm kind of enjoying this. The two, you know, young and, and old Jim Gordon uh, fighting mm-hmm. the murder Batman with the guns. And then... <laughs> the murder Batman. Yeah, Grim, the yeah. Grim Knight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, that was fun. It, this is fine. I still don't really understand what's happening. Nope. Because this whole last laugh protocol that's been turned into a drug... Right, the, like I don't thank you. I'm so glad you closes, said that. It closes off I all don't know the what water it, reserves. I think in so so apparently, Batman and please correct me if I'm wrong. I'm going off of memory because this is so fucking convoluted. Batman uh, created this um, initiative called the Last Laugh. If yeah. um, the Joker or anyone actually tried to attack the water source in Gotham, it's this 
system that shuts them all down and it becomes a um, safe kind of self-contained water system that doesn't like poison out or poison in, right? right? So the Batman Who Laughs is using this protocol against him by poisoning all of Gotham's water supply with what makes him the Batman Who Laughs. Right. So this whole thing... The Joker serum, basically. Yeah. Yeah. This whole thing has been him trying to, you know, being one step ahead of him trying to stop the last laugh protocol from being initiated, but then at the end of the last issue, Batman turned it on Mm -hmm. thinking that he cracked or us thinking that he cracked but we we find out in this one that he initiated it because it was the only way to maintain control of the computer systems or some hullabaloo for another hour for another hour they they bought themselves an hour by initiating the startup process oh wow thank you this is really convoluted and it's in line with what's awesome and awful about scott snyder's writing lately yeah it's it's so incredibly intricate and complex that like when things are firing they're really fun but when they're not or when it's slightly muddled it becomes this like what yeah what's going on where so i'm i'm i don't dislike it i don't know how i feel about it yet i don't i'll tell you six issues in just on i'm gonna i'm gonna uh i'm an emotional person yeah and when i Tap into my emotions. I go, don't care. Mm-hmm. I'm not enjoying this. Mm-hmm. I just, fair. it's not, it's not pleasant for me to pick up and read. Well, there's nothing inherently enjoyable about this story. Yeah. It's murdering different alternate versions, ultimate universe versions of yourself. And like, he keeps bringing in other Bruce Waynes for what? But I don't, yeah, that part of the story, I don't necessarily And he's like, understand. oh, I brought in the last Bruce Wayne and he's a child. But well, what, like the what? one Bruce Wayne that will make him pause or something like that. I don't get that part of the story. Very okay, much. all right. Don't get it. Okay. Also, don't under, still don't understand the um, dark energy visor with the spikes. I still don't understand that garbage either. Nope. Because what it is is um, uh, we made a cool design, <laughs> yeah. and we had to make it make sense. Yeah, apparently so we you can made see up a through thing. dark metal. Sure you can. Yeah. You bet, buddy. Yeah, I, I am not enjoying this book. I, I was at first. I was kind of excited because, you know, for the longest time, I really did like Scott Snyder. Mm-hmm. He was a writer that every time he put out a book, I was like, yeah, awesome, dope, can't wait. And then Batman, what was it? All-Star Batman happened right after his New 52 run, which I loved the most of. of the fall. And then I was like, wait a minute. I don't like this. Why don't <laughs> I'm confused. I've got crazy emotions. And ever since then, like every so often, like I'll tune into the Justice League and there are elements of that I love, a.k.a. Jaro. <laughs> I love Jaro. That's kind of all I really care about. I would I would read an entire arc of that book <laughs> from the perspective of Jaro. Oh, my God. Because the yeah. three times that we've seen inside of his head, it's just the best thing. It's fun. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this, this book is a big disappointment for me. Maybe everything will uh, make sense and make me happier at the end of it. We're pot committed at this point. Yeah. We've, we've like, we've gone all in. Yep. Seen the river. Mm. There's very low chance of, of like winning the pot now, but mm. we're committed, and there's nothing else to bet. Like we have to read the seventh issue. And well, just obviously. Hope. But you know, it was one of those things where I was super excited about Heroes in Crisis, and that was such a disappointment that I'm just. I don't think this is disa- as disappointing as Heroes right. in Crisis. Okay. This isn't as. Um, at least there, he's showing me all of this. Sh- Stuff that I don't necessarily understand or have any connection to, but at least it's not like 
sermonizing right. about what's going on outside of the panels and what it's supposed to mean to me. Yeah. It's just a it's just a dark muddled story. Yeah. 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 All right. And last but not least, what's the, what is last but not least? No. Event Leviathan. Oh yeah. yeah. By Brian Michael Bendis. And I'm looking for it. Maliv. Oh, Alex Maleev. What do you, first of all, what do you think of this? Uh, I mask? think the costume is awesome. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like that mask is disgusting and awesome at the same time. It's so weird. How does the it's mask like work? It's like so when overly he, intricate. When he talks, though, or she, whoever, when when Leviathan talks, does it move? Does does like the weird, cool mouthpiece gesticulate? Right. Or even just like, like like an oxygen tank, just kind of like expand and contract because it's just so cool looking it's so intricate it's got to move right yeah now here's the fun part i read this on wednesday when it first came out Mm -hmm. and now today is monday what happened in this book noel well i read it wednesday and i recall every panel oh my god that's a that's an exaggeration so basically basically it was a bunch of like batman talking to Lois. lois lane and the green arrow yeah, so um, event this Leviathan kind of thing has been happening slowly in the pages of Action Comics, mm-hmm. which is a Superman book. Um, in it to where all of the spy organizations in the DC universe in Sp- one... Spiral, uh, the DEO. Spiral, DEO, Task Force X, Argus, oh, right, right. Cadmus. Argus. Cobra. Cobra. Uh, within about a 24-hour span, every single one of them was wiped off the map. Yes. Just clandestinely wiped off the map in like a very concerted effort to just eradicate them. So, uh, yeah. And then all of a sudden there's a giant There's a building? Giant, okay. The Odyssey? It it was, it, uh, so the cover for this building, well, you know, hang on, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Oh. Um, this issue picks up with Batman and Lois Lane uh, investigating the ruins of Argus. Yes. Yes. And they run into Steve Trevor, who had survived. A shell-shocked yeah. Steve Trevor, who I don't remember seeing in forever. Yeah, he's, uh, but I haven't been reading any Wonder Woman. That's fair. Um, but uh, he tells the story of what happened um, and doesn't trust anybody. But uh, apparently this building, uh, Argus was developing this Odyssey project. So it was, the, the cover of it was a science museum. Mm-hmm. I think a future science museum. Yeah, yeah. But what it really was was like it's like a social or like a a, a a touch point for all enhanced superheroes across the world. Like almost like a a network or a, a I don't want to say social media network, but just like a like a connection of all of them. Almost like de- mm-hmm. a, a networking point or democratizing. Something it was almost like taking control of. That's what I didn't understand about this issue. Like what? What was this building? What, well, what was we the Odyssey? Is, all we know is the perspective of the the scientist designing it. So she yeah. was talking about how it will improve the response time and the the understanding of superheroics. Okay, almost like connecting them all. Okay, which I I think that's been it must have been done before in comic books. But either mm-hmm. way, this a, a, this place was immediately decimated by leviathan mm-hmm. but for some reason they protected steve trevor they stuck him in like a bubble so he stood he stood there and watched the building and the people around him disintegrate which yeah is, which he's clearly not a very trusting individual right now uh-huh yeah, yeah, yeah 
Um, and throughout all of this conversation, like this is all being told in flashback, and throughout the, this this whole issue takes place at the ruins within. This is like a ten minute conversation. Yeah. This whole issue, which yeah. is like really fun. It feels like an old issue of Daredevil, mm-hmm. uh, where it's just very tight, very contained, but a lot happens. To the point. Well, where I wouldn't realize, say a lot happens. Well, I say one thing happens. Well, a lot. Okay, how about that? A lot, and then is, they talk about it. Well, a lot is thrown out there, but then you realize that I see. I thought it was incredibly entertaining. A lot was thrown out there, and then at the very end, you realize like, oh, they're still standing there. Yeah, like I got lost in the conversation. The conversation, which yeah. was awesome. Brian Michael Dun- Bendis does what Brian Michael Bendis does. Yeah, if you hate it, you're gonna hate this conversation. Yeah, uh, I love Brian Michael Bendis's conversations. I enjoyed reading this conversation, but when you say a lot happens, I go one thing happened. I mean, a- and then we talked about it. Uh, yeah, right. You're right. You're right. right? Okay, so okay. Uh, I mean, a lot of setup happened. Yeah, the the board was completely set. There we go. The he yeah. set the board. That yeah. that I agree with. But, that I but agree with. what I what I wasn't expecting out of this event, called event, Leviathan, was um I wasn't expecting what started in a Superman book to pivot to a detective and uh, journalist driven mm-hmm. mystery. I, I I didn't expect that. Like I I very much welcome that because I think you know. These large superheroic books are sometimes a little tedious. Yeah, but um, I thought that was a really, really fun curve. Yeah, and I, I liked, liked seeing um, the question and the skulking around in the background yeah. there. That was kind of cool. And Green Arrow was pretty, pretty badass in this too. Yeah, these, and I just like all these characters. I mm-hmm. love the idea of Lois Lane being an active participant instead of a participant, but usually she's in the background of yeah. everything that's happening. She's gone to as a source of information. You don't really ever get to see her get the information yep. or be a part of it, which is really, really mm-hmm. fun. And like go toe to toe with Batman yeah, conversationally. She, no shit's given when it comes yeah. to Batman. Yeah. 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 <laughs> which I like a lot. I like watching their dynamic quite a bit. Cause I, I, you don't get a lot of that. I think he, I, I would venture to guess that he secretly enjoys it. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. He loves oh, it. Oh yeah. 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 No, he digs it. Uh, as do I No, I, I'm not, I didn't want to come across as if I did not enjoy this issue. I did kind of forget what had happened. Um, because it's been a while. Well, I think and we're also like we're we're slightly trained to remember we read so many of these comics every week. Yeah. And it's almost like it's muscle memory to remember broad strokes because a lot of times it just offers us broad strokes and a couple of small moments. Mm-hmm. This was all small moments. Yeah. So the only broad stroke was like Oh, that big building in the middle blew that up? That big I building wasn't sure. that we were literally just introduced to in one panel is in the next panel gone. Yeah. Yeah. So like, okay. cool, I guess. Yeah. I don't even know what city that was in. <laughs> It just was like, here's a big city. Actually, here's a no, big, I don't uh, know what building. city it was in either. No, they don't tell you. <laughs> um, I think that you could you could probably read this without having read all the Superman lead up. Because it, oh, it yeah. does recap it right at the beginning yeah. in a really cool way. Uh, actually, I was wondering, though. Yes, you can read it without reading all those Superman issues. But can you read it just coming in off of the street? If you don't have the DC universe of Argus, of Spiral, yes. uh, okay. I mean, if you, I think so because this I is didn't not remember. a book that I would give to someone who's in who's like, um, what's a good DC book? Did they I would know? not hand them this. I mean, can they can they know who Batman is? Can sure, they know? Sure, yeah. Who, I mean, everyone. Knows well, Batman. I mean, I, like the only thing I don't know really anything about DEO. Mm-hmm. I don't really know anything about Argus. I know Cadmus and I know Cobra only because of Checkmate. Yeah, the book. Uh, the book, which yeah. was 10 years ago. I never read that. It was really good. It's right over there if you want to borrow it. Oh, I will. Um, but all I need to know in this story is that they were destroyed. Okay. Their spy organizations, they were destroyed. Something bigger, 
or something scary enough to knock them all off the board within, you know, a 12 hour, 24 hour uh, time frame is out there. That's all that matters. I will say that this feels, you were talking earlier about one of the books feeling like, um, it was Amazing Spider-Man, feels like a free comic book day freebie. Oh, yeah. yeah. This feels like an issue zero, not an issue one. It also feels like one of those free comic book day ones you get of like, yeah. here's come, Event Leviathan's coming down the pike. Here's where you start reading it. Not, here's number one of this big event we started. Do you know what I mean? I agree with that. Yeah? Yeah. Well, I, you know what? I, I, I'm a sucker for this kind of deconstruction Mm -hmm. but outside of that you're absolutely right it does feel like a zero issue it feels like a prelude um which if the second issue doesn't do a little bit more legwork it Mm. will feel like that in a negative yeah and not necessarily in a i'm I'm cool with it especially if this starts running late which i hope it doesn't i feel like this needs I i wanted something big right like one of those big if you're having an event i wanted a big event to happen and really all we did was we got introduced to a building we've never seen before in our lives about an organization we don't really care about. Because mm-hmm. that's what I like about this book, though, is that uh, all of these organizations that I literally have given no fucks about are all gone now. Yeah. I don't have to worry about them. Great. Uh, I guess maybe you'll... Because, you know, in Marvel, there's like S.H.I.E.L.D. That's it. And then something happens to S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, you know I mean, and I have a couple of other like smaller little organizations that every so often they'll tap into, but aim and shield. That's about yeah, it. that's it. Yeah. So, um, I've always been sort of like, I don't really care about these mm-hmm. other clandestine organizations like spiral or, uh, what checkmate. Is that actually one of those? Uh, they're not, it's not around anymore. Checkmate's not around anymore. Used yeah. to be. Um, checkmate. Argus. Spiral. I don't give a shit about Argus. No, me neither. The only one I really, actually, I think if you're going to have one, the one that always stuck out to me was star labs. And every that's so not even an organization, is I it? I know. It's just well, like it's they the, they were sometimes they're up to like spooky weird shit. But so. it's just the the building. Yeah. The people that work in the building. It's not like a underground clandestine organization yeah. that is all science based like AIM. Yeah, yeah. But um yeah, I'm definitely gonna read this, but I, I would say as far as like the first issue of a big event with the word event in it, uh, didn't didn't really feel very like big. It's table setting. Yeah. yeah. So all right. Anything else before we split? Did we do no. all the books? Uh, we did all the books that we were contractually obligated to do, uh, except huh? um, oh. I have not forgotten about the uh, Age, Age of, X-Man of X-Man challenge. Uh-huh. I, I am a couple behind. <laughs> I will read them. And I swear to God. Um, also, another shout out to um, The Wild Storm by Warren Ellis and John Davis Hunt. Oh, yeah. I read um, volume two mm-hmm. this past weekend, and it is still... Awesome. And nice. I do not know anything about the Wildcat or Wildstorm universe. This is like, other than the authority, no preconceived notion or understanding. And this is just fun as hell. I love it. Noise. All right. I guess we're done. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. You can email us at cultpopgo at gmail.com. You can also go to the website cultpopgo.com. And on the right, you'll see a bright red banner. And you can click that. You can leave us a voicemail from your phone or whatever. You can also, if you want to help out the show, throw some money into the Patreon. It's just Patreon slash Johnny Destructo. If you want to rate and review us, and share us on the social medium. That'd be great. Yay. Help us get some listeners and some more emails. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, and you can tweet at me at JD's Hero Complex, and you can tweet at Noel at Mr. Bartocci, M R B A R T O C C I. All right. Thanks so much, and we will talk at you later. My friend likes you.
Thanks so much for listening to Spoiler Alert. Check out all our shows, including the Cannibal Horrorcast, where we review classic and contemporary horror. Oh, it's so spooky! And Gutter Talk with the Black Tribbles, recorded live every week at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in Nanyang, PA. Yeah.